0: that right that's right when your dog (laughs) looks at you and says what the fuck you know you're listening to what worst (laughs) gig ever hey everybody i am mike pace hey everybody i'm jeff garlock this week if you're a fan of grappling if you're a fan of dirty mat action the sport of pro wrestling (laughs) yeah we got there you're gonna (laughs) love our guest rob blatt i say he's kind of a comedic personality but he's a amateur pro wrestler amateur pro wrestler
1: promoter, promoter? show runner of a comedic Show? He does variety? a show
0: called Wrestling Mania at Union uh, Hall in Park Slope, Brooklyn, where he talks about the best of the worst of pro wrestling. Have you done that show? I did his show oh. a couple months ago. It was great. We watched old WWE slash WWF clips, and we made quips. Ah, the
1: clips, and clips quips is what they should have uh, called that show.
0: Rob also uh, has played in bands before, yep. and he has a couple of really good Got uh, some doozers. great worst gig stories and a really great worst gig wrestling tale about his first match being a i'm not even gonna
1: ruin it for you it's you gotta listen it feels gross listen to that story
0: yeah yeah it's a it's it's a killer story uh, you might even say a killer kowalski <laughs> story for all of our younger listeners
1: <laughs> you got that reference and right
0: guys? if you're into iron mike sharp and the rest of the jobbers you may want to check out some back episodes of the worst gig ever podcast go to facebook go to itunes stitcher radio we're all up in that piece worst gig ever podcast.tumblr.com that's right you can find all the episodes up there they're all there hey! stitcher? i already said it what about stitcher radio and if you call right now Stitcher radio <laughs> will pick up the phone you can leave us some ratings, reviews, comments. You can write to us, ever at gmail.com. Got some
1: very nice emails recently. Thank yeah, you, everyone, for sending those in.
0: Or for the love. We really do appreciate when people write us and tell us how much they like the show. That means we a lot. We love when you tweet at us, too. That's right. Hopefully, that'll happen soon. <laughs> at worst gig ever at mikeypace at ggarlock. We're all up there. Uh, we have a web series. It is at youtube.com backslash official comedy. Look up worst gig ever. You'll see us there and you know what you can listen to all of this shit what with your tweaked audio headphones go to audible Not what uh. <laughs> what oh, wow. Oh, wow. what podcast am i on go to tweaked audio.com enter the promo code worst and you will get one third off of your order of a pair of great headphones you're gonna love it
1: i listen to them on the way over here and i would say they should have the promo code best they but should. we'll
0: stick with worst but uh, unfortunately that was not available when i asked it, for promo code it,
1: it also wouldn't have made sense in relation no. to our show no. but you know
0: anyway you know what else doesn't make sense how much fun you're gonna have <laughs> listening to rob blatt go splat on the mat
1: <laughs> on this week's worst gig ever other words that rhyme with blatt <laughs>
2: In college, I was in uh was in like an indie rock band, oh. and um, our first our first quote unquote tour was consisted of two shows, one in Montreal. We were from Massachusetts. One in Montreal, and one in Sherbrooke, in uh, which is a town in Canada, east <laughs> of Montreal. That's all I really. I drove. I don't. Yep. Yeah. Don't really remember Never it. played Sherbrooke. No, never played Sherbrooke either. <laughs> and Ten so years we of Torn. never heard of Sherbrooke. <laughs> never heard of Sherbrooke. <laughs> yeah. Continue. I don't even know what providence it's part uh, yeah. of. Um, Canada. Yes, North. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we we played the show in Montreal and it was great. Although we forgot I was the drummer, we forgot my hi hat, um, and we forgot a microphone, which we were told was the club didn't have their own mics. What? And if we wanted a vocal mic, we had to find one. So we were in Montreal, and we found we found a mic in a uh, like a secondhand store, and then they would buy they bought it back from us after the show, but for like thirty percent of what we
1: paid for it. <laughs> Wait, just hold
2: Wait, What club do you remember? Is it? Uh, this is, I think it's a, I think it was called the Barfly in Montreal. Wait,
0: that sounds very familiar. Well, I mean, Barfly
1: yeah. is the terrible yeah. chain in the UK, but. Maybe there is one in Montreal, and I
2: wouldn't put it past that no. shitty chain. It was—I remember it as just being kind of a dive bar on the right-hand side, and just the bands were just kind of in the back, where probably there was darts right. at one point. Okay, so someone was angry they couldn't play darts then. Yeah, and so, probably uh, so that show went great. Uh, <laughs> we uh, there were four. There were two bands. There were fourteen of us because, um, like, we had to have friends that came. Right. Right. Huh. Uh, and it's we sleep tour. you break people we <laughs> <laughs> we slept on some dude's floor uh-huh the promoter of the, the that first show we slept on his floor, fourteen of us in a one bedroom apartment um I think I slept on the floor with like my head resting on a stair uh-huh. to the front door <laughs> uh so we drive to Sherbrooke, which is hours away, and we leave in the morning or afternoon we get there at night mm hmm and on the way there, like, we get into this town, like, we start seeing the lights for this town, and, like, we start seeing hitchhikers, and I've never in my life seen hitchhikers before, mm-hmm. right? except for leading up to Sherbrooke, or maybe they were trying to get out. Um <laughs> So, we pull into this, we pull into whatever street it's on, Um and it is, like, it's dead. The street is dead. And we were promised that this was going to be some big show, because the previous night, Gob had played there. Oh, oh my
0: god! Oh, wait. we gotta wait. We gotta back up a second because I didn't realize <laughs> that you had that uh, uh, you played in a band. Yeah, yeah. Now,
2: now, what was the band called? the The band was called Harris. Harris. Uh, it is was like, my it was my middle name. Okay. Um As the drummer, <laughs> it was just like we had a, their first show. Was just like we need a name, and I was like, well, my middle name is Harris. That kind of fits. Yeah. The- right?
0: Was it like a pop punky type thing? Uh. Because Gob, I remember, were like... Gob or- were, well, there were two Gobs. Yeah. There's a there
2: pop-punk was, Gob. There
0: was
1: a pop-punk Gob who were on Arista Records when I was working Okay, there. They had just been signed, and my first thought was, this record's gonna do terrible. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> they were totally, like, fine. They were, like, big. Yeah, they were, yeah. like, a but middle But they were of the never road. going to be, at that yes. point, no, no. like, 2001, 2002, yeah. gonna be a blow-up Thing. But that sounds like, and then there was a Power Violence gop, too. I own yeah.
2: their record as so that record. So this was with a pop. But it pop was this gop. was the this was the, the this was the popular gob. Yes, okay. yes. And um, who are big and camp? I, yes. remi- I I I have not thought of them for fifteen years, yes. but I do. Remi- <laughs> yes. I guess. It's like that. There, there are a few bands that I don't think about very often that, like <laughs> occasionally <laughs> pop up. It's like Gob and Siv is the other one. Siv. Oh, uh, we've
0: had... Uh, uh, Walter. Well, Walter from Quicksand. Who wrote a lot who, of the Siv yeah. songs. Friend of the podcast. Uh, yeah. uh, I, uh,
1: when the first time I saw Siv, I moshed real hard <laughs> when they played Hold Your Ground, which was the Gorilla Biscuits yeah. cover of the original band. And I, I was wearing a Gorilla shirt and my shirt got pulled. Real far
2: down, <laughs> so it was basically a V neck at that point—a green extra large V neck. So I saw Siv opening for Kiss. Oh, In, at the garden. I
0: remember that tour. That oh. was '96 or '97. Yeah, was the, the, was was that the reunion like the tour. That, tour. That, that was, mean, was on. Record? That was on. No, that was on Kiss's first makeup reunion, yeah. like makeup tour. I mean, when, I understand it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it was not. second. Record. No, no, but for Siv, I believe they were still touring on the first record. Still t- That oh, second okay. record didn't really. No. it kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Anyway, they, so you're, yeah. you're getting the promise, though. I so, love this. Yeah. The promise that the promise God, God played in Shearwater, <laughs> yeah. wherever the
1: fuck we're Sh- talking Sherbrooke, about. Sherbrooke, yeah. Sherbrooke, Sh- 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 yeah. Sherbrooke. Champ it at the bit for music.
2: Okay. Yeah. So we get, we get there and we're like, I don't know, maybe we're like two hours early for the show. And, uh, we've already called ahead and they have a microphone for us and we can, b- <laughs> and we can borrow a hi-hat from some, some ba- other band that like, who was there? Right. The, the idea of a punk house hadn't hadn't entered my consciousness yet. Uh huh. But that's it never s- does until you get there. <laughs> right. Uh, so we get to the street, and the street is empty. Uh-huh. There's no. We don't see. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing cars on this street. <laughs> um, and we find the door, and it's like a basement. Now is this a residential street or industrial or is it like? I'm gonna. Little- I want to say it was downtown Sherbrooke, okay, right, but I right. still saw no
1: one. A half and half. Yeah, yeah,
2: maybe residential, but no one's living there. So we get there, and so there, there's two bands, fourteen of us. We get there, and we just first thing we do is we just go downstairs and we walk in, and no one knows what we're talking about. We know we've got the address. We know cuz they still have the gob flyer up from the night before. <laughs> but no one like the guys who were cutting drugs on a picnic yeah. on a, like a I don't even know how they got like a picnic table down these this flight <laughs> of stairs. But they got punks. it, yeah. yeah. Um and eventually we like find the person that is set up this show. And the show for us we were supposed to play not in this big like the room that's clearly for bands. But in like one of the side bedrooms, mm. Ugh. and we're like, "There's this band is there was like five of us, uh, and it was okay. like it was like two guitars, a bass, uh, keyboards, and drums, and it was like there was no way that we could even fit in this room, <laughs> let alone like like, and they didn't want us to move the mattress that was in the room. That's the other Jeez. thing. Right. We're like, ah, can we just play? And eventually, they like relented, and they were they were clearly annoyed at us. And so we were like, okay, okay, okay. So we we go and we set up, and there's still no one coming. Like, there's still no one here. And we're like, oh, there's going to be people, right? And the guy that had set the show up had left for something. <laughs> uh, Never to be seen again. Yeah, man. very promising. And uh, we, like, it got to be showtime. And we were set up, and there was, they had a PA. And, and you're with the other band, too, right? Right, right. Two of you there guys, two Two of us bands. are touring, yeah, yeah. yeah. Touring with
0: folks. Well, was there a local band on the bill too? Nope. Oh, just no. just
2: okay. these two nothing bands from Massachusetts coming up to Sherbrooke. Uh-huh. Everyone's blown their load on God. Is, yeah. uh, Is it a weekend? It must have been because okay. it was. We all we all left. Yeah. We all <laughs> left our dorms to go play the show. <laughs> naturally, right? Um, and then so we showtime. We're like, okay, but the guys that were <laughs> even the guys that were cutting drugs left. <laughs> And we figured out that it was the 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 our our band, the other band, and like the two or three guys that were just there to hang out with us while we went up to Canada. The roadies. Yeah. yeah. And then like one other person in the other room, but like the <laughs> all of the people who had who were there had left. Ugh. And we looked at each other and we had that moment of like, do we do this? like that eh, fuck it we'll do it yeah, and right. so we played we glorified practice yeah yep. we we played like a full set and then the other band played a full set and then we had this moment of like we're still it's like a 10 or 11 <laughs> and it's like we're still very far from home do we do we stay here uh-huh. do we look for a hotel or do we just fly like yeah. as fast as we can we go outside and some some of the guys found, like, a liquor store or at least somewhere to buy beer. And then, like, we look across the street from this place and we think, we think, because it was in, the sign was in French, but we think it was like a sex club. <laughs> because all of the silhouettes on the marquee were just like like Kama Sutra positions, sure, basically. Sure. <laughs> so, we looked around and it was like dead of night and there was still no one there. Like the, this might have been like a zombie town, like no yeah. one lived there. Like it's like not just a punk house, but a punk town. Right. <laughs> and we were just like, let's just go home. Oh. And it's so like seven a.m. Like we got back to Massachusetts, like seven a.m.
0: Because yeah. that's what that's what seven hours, yeah, it was seven, like seven or
2: eight hours, oh. uh, with a lot of with a lot of like rest stops for yeah. caffeine and sure. bathrooms, whatever. And then uh, I think we stole the hi hat. <laughs> Dude, at, the very, at the yeah. very least we didn't have enough room in all of the cars to take like the pa system but a we PA. were just like yeah. <laughs> fuck all of you guys so, this is terrible
0: i mean that that's that's bad oh that's oh there's oh, more was, no no that was yeah
2: that was like the that's like because of the travel that was just the worst right
0: and that was, it was just the two shows and back
2: yep okay yep uh, it's a bunch and of you guys
0: didn't have like like a seven inch or a tape or like oh, anything God, to no. sell. Think, like I, you were I, just well, like
2: if we. If we did, I don't think the drunks and the the show was good in Montreal. We had fun with the promoter, but I don't think anyone at the bar gave a crap about okay. us playing. And then we went to Sherbrooke, even though we had an offer to play more, like a second show in Montreal the next uh-huh, day. We uh-huh. were like, we should, we should We've stay here. This one.
0: Wait, had someone in the
2: band booked these shows? We had uh, one of the guys had booked this the the two shows. But then the guy who was, like, booking the show in Montreal had said, like, oh, now it's kind of like, now that I know that you're not terrible, mm-hmm. like, I th- I'm pretty sure I can get you a show tomorrow night in town. And so instead of doing that, we went to Sherbrooke, because we were like, this is a place that Gob just played. Yeah. Right. How could we, how yeah. could this be a bad thing? Punk cred.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, it, I mean-, mean, Sherbrooke's own Gob played <laughs> Uh I mean, I, well, I mean, one... Who knows how that second
2: Montreal show would have been anyways. Yeah.
1: Just keep, just tell yourself that. You might have just gotten all your shit
2: stolen. We still would have needed, we played the first Montreal show without the hi-hat. Right. You still would have needed that and a mic. It should be said
0: though, for the listener, if, if you're not aware, touring band doesn't necessarily, at least when you're talking about kind of a punk or a lower level Touring act, you're not really bringing microphones. No, the clubs I've never
1: always <laughs> been to a club where they made us bring a
0: mic. Uh, we, we actually wound up bringing our own mics at the end just because I I, I just like I that's a different story. Like, yeah, but yeah. you like, could like, always expect it's a place to, to have mic. a microphone. Mike,
1: would, I mean, uh, Mike uh, Jay would end up bringing yeah. his own, but I think, like, you know, because you didn't want to suck in, exactly. you have those too many times where you like, oh, breathe in yeah. and suck in, like, yeah, and they 10 smell gross. weeks yeah. of, uh, of old sweat and, and stink. But he would usually be too lazy to actually do it and forget. Well, well
0: I would take but I've never yeah. been
1: I've never played a house show or a punk sh- like a punk house show where it sounds like when the show was over, you didn't have anyone to like be <laughs> held accountable to. No.
2: It was just kind of like, well, that's Clearly, I there's no
0: money involved. No, no. no. I, I think
2: yeah. that one guy even left. <laughs> well, because the... the you the, mon- the free reign of the
1: punk house. The, yeah. the, I
2: know the money involved was probably that, like, I, I don't remember the deal, but we would have probably would have gotten whatever came through the door. Right. Sure. But sure. because th- we couldn't find, like, a flyer that they had made. Sure. We were like, well, they haven't sent us. They haven't promoted. No one even knows we're here. Yeah. This is probably, like, a prelude to a murder. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, no, it's... it. Those are the type of shows that tend to break, like, young bands, where yeah. like, especially when there's nothing, you know, because we, Jeff and I, have had our share. Whoa, excuse me. That's All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's our in-studio audience is uh,
2: see, <laughs> regurgitating. Um, how long did Harris last? Uh? Uh, it lasted a while. Um, I was in the band for a few years, and then I was removed from the band, uh, <laughs> but they kept my name. Wow. Oh, which is bizarre. Founding member. Yes, a so founding... Yeah. I, I, there is a Wikipedia entry somewhere where it's like, previous members. Did, it, did Harris go on to do anything of note? Uh, They toured around a bit afterwards. They got signed to some label in... In the Massachusetts area, Boston area, and uh-huh. then eventually, like, decided to have lives. Basically, yeah. they were like, "Ah, oh, real life would be cool yeah, right, right about now."
0: So they may, but there may have been a, a record in there somewhere. Well, as, I would as say there was a modicum
2: of success to right. the to the oh, band, okay. but then uh, it was all post. Post me, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, but that's
0: a um, especially when it's just the weekend jaunt. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the shows though, I remember having a couple though, like going down to DC or or um, uh, playing like the Poconos, just like oh yeah, yeah. Uh, It takes New it out Brunswick,
1: of
2: you, New uh, Brunswick, New Brunswick area. Yeah,
1: definitely a couple of
2: those. Yeah, just we had like, played. Oh, we'll
1: go run up to do a basement.
2: Yep. We, <laughs> we had played like one show in like Latrobe, uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> And that was another bad idea because we were in west, we were in eastern Massachusetts, and tropes, yeah. western Pennsylvania It's like, oh, oh, it's only ten, twelve hours for this show. Yeah, We right. played, we played in uh, literally an abandoned skate park, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then went home. And eastern Mass, too. You were fucking far away because yeah. you know
1: we would play, we would do a, we would do in high school, we would do weekend jaunts to western Mass. Yeah, like just go across the border from Connecticut to western Mass. There were like a couple of like you know, it line of fire and. This band's, uh this other band, Driven, that was like connected to Kill Switch Engage. Now, yeah. like it's just like, but you know, that was just like driving to the end of Connecticut.
2: You're driving yeah. from. <laughs> it Easter was Beds. it was a long it was a long drive, and we had I had I have I think I have a history of being in bands that only like the place that I'm in with the band is only up until just past you get those terrible gigs like yeah, playing yeah. at like the. I think everyone has like a story about like playing at like the 169 bar. Where there's no yeah
0: yeah yeah it's like there was yeah. no
2: there was no sound guy yeah. but there was a sound system right. like the sound guy showed up at the beginning and left for the duration of the show if
0: it's not by that particular place it is yeah. everyone's we've clearly had our share yeah. of
2: but yeah yeah and you, I mean you could be
1: rest assured that those terrible gigs never end <laughs> oh <No. laughs> uh, yeah it's but just, you get a couple good ones. Uh, here
0: uh, there is a point of which you get out of the vortex of shit is what I always called it especially in New York though there right. was kind of like a ring of clubs that, right. Like, no disrespect to the Bag It In or <laughs> the Orange Bear, but I mean, <laughs> the idea was to kind of go yeah. beyond that. Yeah. When uh, you're not
2: playing at like 2.30 on a Tuesday night, and right, you have exactly. to sell 20 tickets and, so you can't uh, well play. That, see, that's, that's uh, yeah. stuff,
0: thankfully, that I we never, never did, did pay-to-play. Pay pay oh, okay. yeah. that Luckily. I, uh, I remember looking into a couple—in the early days when we were kind of booking ourselves, it's just kind of like— well, maybe we could play this weird cafe in New Jersey that, like, <laughs> right. the, all these weird New Jersey pop- punk bands that I've never heard of are right. playing, and it's one of these garbage <sighs> pay-to-play things. I like, have this
2: like horrible flood of memories coming back now. <laughs> these all of these terrible shows. Like, I played a benefit where it was just a it was an, an acoustic duo. I was playing bass, and this other guy was playing guitar. And he decided, because there was no one there, he was going to try out a bunch of new material. Yeah, but a new material, he hadn't run by me yet. Sure. Ugh, so it was just it's like, like, oh, wing it, man. Exactly. So you're trying to, uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. that's, that's <laughs> a bu- that guy played a bunch of shows like that. He's like, <laughs> oh, there's only like, there's only like 30 people here. And I was like, that's the most we've ever heard <laughs> Yeah, 30 Let's people. Let's just go uh, walking uh, in the Key bro. C, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah,
0: coffee shop nightmares. Like, uh, follow
2: uh, me, it's in G. And, yeah. he, would like, <laughs> and he would like turn <laughs> around. Yeah. Like I can't I can't see what I love that to? the
0: calling out of the key of the song. Oh, okay. So now I'm to... it's in G. All right. right. I'll I'll, fig- yeah. I'll figure it out. Um so I know you more from your uh uh your, from the wrestling angle of things. Yeah. More more um, recent life uh, Yes. For so you know and and you've also had a, a past as a, a side sh- you know, sideshow performer. Yep. And so you have to regale us with with some tales from there. But where did the um uh wrestling come in? Yeah, I'm assuming, you were you probably a kid who was oh, yeah. probably a kid? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were you a kid who who loved wrestling? How did that become something you actually went out and, and tried?
2: Um, wrestling is a lifelong... I, I don't want to say it's a passion, because that sounds like a weird way to describe mm. it. I have been a wrestling fan all of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I hit, I hit this point where I turned, like, just after 30, where I was like, you know what? I need to do these things that I said I was going to do when I was younger, because... Mm. I'm actually not getting younger. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. We have Benjamin wrong. Button on the show <laughs> yeah. So before I started feeling like I like my body was falling apart, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and give wrestling a shot. Uh which will accelerate the body falling oh, yeah. apart. So you started after 30. Oh yeah, at 30, I was 31 oh, and my I was God. just like, all right, let's give this a shot.
1: Yeah, what a crazy time to start <laughs> yeah.
2: that. Uh so there were there were there are uh, upsides and downsides. Upsides I have like I feel like I I'm in control of my mobility mm-hmm. and maybe not that like if I was 20 or like 16 I would still be kind of feeling things out. Sure. Um and then the downside is that I'm 30 well, I was 31 and uh-huh. like let's introduce a bunch of new abuse to your body. Right. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Um so I was I was I started training and the the guy the guy that I train with um whose uh, whose name is Joel Maximo and I have to mm-hmm. plug that that naturally uh, uh, was like oh you know what I walked in I was like I want to be a manager and he was like you know what you're you've like you're you're like a, a bit better than that you should try to be a wrestler mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no, more than just managing and I was like um, okay <laughs> sure I'll I'll believe you uh, and that led to my uh, I was managed for a little while but I still manage um but i've now have like two matches under my belt right uh and uh so i'm Owen 2 in professional <laughs> wrestling <laughs> um and uh, cuz i'm 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 the quintessential asshole uh-huh. so naturally that's the persona yeah yeah in real life, not so much. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, real life, like kind of chubby uh, Jew from Long Island ah, <laughs> in his early thirties. I'm the
0: quintessential asshole,
2: is unfortunately going to be the poll quote yeah, for when yes. we put up this episode. But yeah. that's fine. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, so naturally, they they were like, all right. So your first match, more most of the time, your first match, you're like, all right, you're going to lose against some guy who's also new, mm-hmm. and you're going to it's going to be five minutes, whatever. So first match is like, all right. Your first match is going to be a dog collar match with homicide, a t- <laughs> like a twenty-year veteran, and it's going to be like fifteen minutes. And, and for the listener, what a dog collar match means. So you and your opponent both wear uh, big leather collars, right? Uh, and are connected by a fifteen-foot steel chain. Oh. Uh, and it, I had to <laughs> and and uh, I had to go. Buy the because we didn't have them. I like went out and bought the collars and the it's chain, like, and I was like, "That mic all over again." <laughs> I was like, "This is demoralizing." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's gonna, be- I'm gonna get beaten with this. <laughs> I'm gonna
0: get beaten with the dog collar I just bought yeah. to get beaten with. Don't it's like, worry, it's for me.
2: <laughs> it's the. <laughs> it, do you do you know how difficult it is to buy a like a, a dog collar in sure. a pet store? Right, and be like, how do I size this? <laughs> right, <laughs> I have to go. I have to go to the back of the store, <laughs> and I have to try it on like behind a stack of cat food to make sure like, okay, this is this'll be big enough. It's fine. While the store cat is staring at (laughs) (laughs)
0: you. Well homicide's next a little bigger, so I gotta
2: (laughs) It's like I don't have his measurements. Oh no. <laughs> so wait, so that was the first match. That was the first match that I was uh that I was officially involved in. Okay. I had been like, you know, I had been training and I've done some other stuff and I'd been I'd like done a run-in before, mm-hmm. but never A I, run-in meaning you would uh, literally Run into the match, match, interfere, uh beat up someone a little bit and then run away. Uh-huh. Um and so that was my first match. Uh and it went as would it be expected if like some guy who doesn't really go to the gym uh <laughs> fought someone who's been a professional wrestler since yeah. the mid nineties. <laughs> so really well for you. Yes, yeah. Uh I I bled from the yeah. front of my head and the back of All my right. head. <laughs> uh, that was a new experience yeah. on both sides. Was that something you were looking forward to? The the front of the yeah. head was was intentional. Yes. Uh right. however I couldn't it's like this is the the story of my life. Like I was excited to do this terrible thing. Yeah, and then I couldn't get it right. Like I really <laughs> didn't get. I was like, you, you know, there's there's like you take an Advil beforehand. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, Advil, not Tylenol, but Advil mm-hmm. uh, to thin the blood so it comes out easier. You drink a beer, um, and then uh, you take your blade or whatever, mm-hmm. and you do do your work. A gig for the listener, yes, among uh, is one of the terms or Yep. blading yourself gigging yeah. blading color so this this
0: might have been one of the worst gigs ever <laughs> literally
2: it was one of the worst because it, it really like i was like the it's funny the, the the doctor was telling me how to do it beforehand uh-huh um even though he's like you shouldn't be doing this but <laughs> i always have to say that here's how <laughs> to, here's how to do this it's against the rule it's apparently against the rules in new york to bleed yeah. intentionally oh, okay because um, Of hepatitis, or possibly. In, in yeah, theory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are a few guys that's that's don't bleed with that guy. Sure, yes, yes. Yeah. Like Abdullah the Butcher, don't yeah. bleed with him. I've been don't. to I've been to his restaurant in it Atlanta, has come Georgia, up multiple times. Recently. <laughs> Abdullah the Butcher's House of Chinese Food and Ribs. Yeah. Nice. it's yeah. it's. it's yeah. I good. I got to yeah. say. I hear he's a nice man.
0: He was very nice to me yeah. when he, l- he let me into his like 1989 Ford like Astro van to get the <laughs> 8x10 glossies that he kept on the dashboard yeah. so I could bring them back in so he could sign this them. This as long as us. he's
1: not cooking his Chinese food and ribs. No, no, he's not he
0: he just literally sits in the front room and greets people and, <laughs> and keeps his car unlocked.
2: <laughs> and does he uh there's like he, the story of him is that he, he he bladed his forehead so much that he enjoys putting Playing poker and putting the chips inside uh, the groove he, of the and has, holding them.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's. He wears a cowboy hat most of the time, of course, and, but he takes it off. That's a <laughs> like we he had, does. Because actually, the it was the band we were on tour. We were in Atlanta. We we and he was there, and we took our picture with him, and he took his cowboy hat off for the photo um and you know it's, yeah, it's so after a certain point like i don't know i couldn't
1: deal with it like i think about even my like my friend damien from ben fucked up like you know there's a long time i don't know if he even still does it we're used to like yeah. you know cut himself and then like hit himself with the mic so but he always had like, like a, some like a, like a, when you'd see him like outside of the shows he'd still have like
0: every day and i'm like well, oh that, brother that brings up an interesting point i, I mean finish talking about this match yeah. Um, but I, I, I've, I've always been fascinated with the concept of blading and the guys that, but, but so, so it goes as well as you. you, Yeah.
2: So I, I, I had, I had the, the, either the ref has it or you have it. I had it in this case. Um, and so like I go under and I, I, I try desperately. I'm told don't push too hard because it's your fucking head that you're (laughs) trying to make bleed. Don't, but do this little thing. And then, and then that. And I, and I was, like, sitting under the, not quite under the ring, but, like, kind of hidden, trying over uh, and over again. Is there a certain a, cut you're supposed to do? It depends how, like, badass you are. There's, okay. like, some stories of guys that have been, like, yeah, you just go, like, from, like, almost, like, ear to ear, but not that low. Just, like, from uh, one side of yeah. the head to the other. But then, like, you hear stories of, like like, the skin flap. Like yeah. A, uh, yeah. yeah, but other
0: guys.
1: I'm not g- sure if you're supposed to Charlie you know, Manson. It well, or no, no, no. It. There, you, this you is,
2: go well, with your. Normally, you go with like the grooves, the grooves. or it's yeah. the hairline or eyebrow. Right. Uh The usually the hard way is when someone punches your eyebrow enough that it opens up. Right. And
0: Apparently, uh, 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 Terry Funk can do that on command. Like, oh, if you that. ask Terry Funk to punch you
2: to make you bleed hard way, you will.
0: Because <laughs> he will punch you. <laughs> Never do that. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good. So you're I, having trouble. Yeah, so I was having can trouble. bleed. But, you know, there's only so much time that you have to do this. Right. Yeah. Like, ah, it's fine. Because hey, homicide, he's, he's, he's... Right. And so gotta, I was sitting there... He's not just hanging out with. Yeah, I know. You. <laughs> he was getting a chair to beat the hell out of me with. Uh, and so I was sitting there kind of like pulling at my head and trying different ways to... And I, I just... The best in the the photos, you could see like just like a tiny, Dribble. like a <laughs> tiny trickle, and then uh, later on in the match, I, I landed. There's a spot where he's pulling me. I'm like caught up in the ropes, and he's pulling me back, and I'm trying to not essentially fall back into the the, med, the ring. And we're doing that, and I fall back into the ring, and this is where I assume this happens. And I fall back on like a pile of chain, and mm-hmm. it hits oh. the back of my head, and this little like triangle opens up, <laughs> and that starts. Not overly, but really bleeding. Yeah, That's and, an uh, easy <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, my head hurts a little bit. You ever reach the hand back? And I had a uh, white tape on my my wrists. You go back and you're like, oh, look at that. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what I tried to do in the front. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, so we, we finished that match, and it was 15 minutes of me being brutalized. Wow. <laughs> until he uh, wraps the chain around my neck. And uh, puts me in an STF, which is a submission hold where I'm on my chest, pulls the chain back. uh, And you can see in the video, like, at some point, I just really am like, okay, 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 that's that's it. Uh, I legitimately tapped out and then uh, proceeded to pass out in the middle of the ring. (laughs) (laughs) He He had pulled the chain so tight that I had uh he had choked me unconscious. Oh wow. my god. Um and that was uh and I came to like a few seconds later when the ref is like tap hey you okay you okay? <laughs> right. And yep, fine. Yep, okay. And just so then uh that's insane. That is insane. That that uh, I mean it's called living the Dream. Yeah. Okay.
1: How long how long did you train up until that match?
2: There was I think I I think I'd been training for seven months okay. up until that match, okay. which is not a lot of time no. right, right. for someone to train as a wrestler. Right. And what was the I mean, what was the federation that this uh, so it's uh, fighting spirit wrestling. Okay, it's uh, Sunset Park in Brooklyn. Got it. FSW. FSW.
0: So for this one, for this particular match, usually with something this this type of match, there's some yeah. kind of build up, you know, some kind of feud that's going to culminate in, yep. in a match like this. Um, was there? I mean, clear, if this was your first match, how did yeah. they build up uh, tension for
2: it? So the build up was uh, it ha- this. The match was in December at Immortal's Holiday. I, lo- <laughs> I love I love naming I love the names and I also love naming things in wrestling uh, <laughs> Immortal's Holiday three, <III>. uh, <laughs> but it was I it started in June at La Guerra which was uh, I came out and I was the I was first as the authority figure I was I was given the job as the GM uh-huh. of FSW, uh, <laughs> so I came out yelling at homicide and they uh, really start with a good promotion well, there one of the yeah. guys one of the guys one of the guys in my faction. Runs in behind him and attacks him. And then I run away. And then the next thing was... So that guy and Homicide, Joey Tell, Indestructible Joey Tell, and Homicide, <laughs> have the, the Notorious 187 Homicide, have this match uh, next. And as Homicide is about to win, I come out, ring the bell, and decide that because I saw Loblo much earlier in the match, <laughs> matches off, Joey Tell wins, Homicide loses. Uh, the next match, I ran in... So I think we're in August now. The next match I ran, I did a run in on his match wearing a mask, beating up Homicide a bit. Uh, But then my guy, Joey Tell, pulls me off, throws me, and he's like, who are you? What are you doing? Unmasks me. Oh, no, you're not supposed to be out here. And then Homicide rolls him up and wins. And this is Bobby Phobia. Yes, your this is, alter this ego. is the, the wrestling persona. Not the, not the, the nice guy. It's uh, not Rob Black yeah, coming in. Mean, no. <laughs> social media guru <laughs> coming yeah, into, into the... Uh, that's not how that works. Drummer of, X, drummer of... It's the drummer of Harris! <laughs> yeah, that's Don't what you guys do. know this?
0: Um, I, it's... I'm fascinated by kind of the indie scene and and what's yeah. and what's going on. And, and I mean and it's, you're really involved in that and I think that ties back to um, this conversation about Blade and I think that's always been fascinating to me. There was always the parallel playing in a band or even you know stand up and you could you could relate it to uh, to wrestling in that you're going out you're slugging it out you're playing in front of however many people one night you're you know blood sweat and tears yep. in the wrestler's case literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you move on to the next town but the one thing that I was always fascinated by was that you look at guys like Dusty Rhodes Ric Flair you know Rick Flair is able, has been able to kind of you know you look at Ric Flair's forehead you can't
2: really tell right well, it's, all, it's all faces kind of like well, that. That, no, yeah. that
0: but there's like what you were saying how guys they're they take a razor yeah. to their forehead yeah. and cut themselves open some your guys body eventually is going to be like yeah. hey let's yeah. not keep but doing the this. fact is is that like, especially the guys that were doing it in the seventies and eighties and before you know, when wrestling was still a regional thing. And they
2: bled way easier they, in the seventies. Eg- oh my goodness.
0: Exactly. But it was it was like part of it is, well, this is part of the this is part of the gig. Yeah. Literally. Like this is what we do. But the um what they're doing. To themselves, like you, their face, yeah. the, what, their money maker, <laughs> yeah. they're carving right. it up. And yep. in certain cases, some guys, you, you know, did it subtly, and you could never really tell. But other guys, like just go at it, it's with crazy. Butcher yep. their face, like that's just part of the job. You well, know.
2: Especially in uh, there's a you know, promotion, CZW, mm. is known for this. Like at some point, there was a guy who took a weed whacker to his side, <sighs> like yeah. during a match, and you see the scars, and it looks like. <laughs> just got, like, a, like attacked with a weed whack or, like, a machete. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, why? Yeah. What, what world right. are we in? Yeah. And but it's just, but at the same time, for me, I'm like, it's a lot of respect for that guy. That's, yeah. that's dedication. But even still, so, that guy
0: can put a shirt on and you'd never know. Yeah. Like, if you run into New Jack... On the street, like— Number one, run. You know. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Turn around. You're on the wrong street. This episode's going out to New Jack. We we (laughs) love New Jack. Jack. I don't even know New Jack. If you saw him, you'd know. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But I just always thought that that was fascinating, especially when it was a regional thing, when there wasn't a whole lot of money into it, when it hadn't exploded for like, you know, when it wasn't directed towards children, like what happened in the mid-'80s. This is what these guys, you know, these yep. guys that looked like they worked at the VFW hall when they weren't wrestling.
1: Yeah, you know, would well, just again, like, it's like we were saying some other. So yeah, it's the, that's the interesting part. It's, again, it's doing it, but for the, it's, you know, it's like just basically destroying yourself. Yep. For a small crowd, I mean, and that would happen in hardcore shows too. Yeah. Like again, like I just said, like I remember playing once with my band, All I Ask, and like I took a guitar stock to the face, and like <laughs> I was just bleeding. Like yeah. And I just, you know, I was just like, in some ways, I was kind of like, great. Like, this is good. Like, we've got two more songs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look like the crazy person playing in a, in a skate park and a half pipe yeah. to like 20 people yeah. at most. I- and, you know, but like, in and, and, you know, I, I'm like a 16, 17 year old, like, fucking up my face uh, <laughs> yeah. for this. This kind of nothing in the grand scheme in a weird way. But it means everything at the same
2: time. I don't think it's uncommon for guys to have stories of like vomiting either before, during, or after shows. Oh, sure. I've had, I've had my share of like, there's one show I was playing where, uh, I literally finished the show and then where I stood vomited down. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. Done. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember playing a show in Nancy, France,
1: uh, (laughs) and our drummer had eaten some bad cheese or something wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, we're about to play. Orchid's about to start playing. He just stands up, picks his shirt up like a scoop, (laughs) pukes into it. And then sure. just – I think just like kind of just yeah. like was like, oh, God. And then just took it off, put on another show, and then just started. Yeah. like, no. <laughs> uh, And it – because it was just like, well, we still have to
0: play. I, I like, had, you know, I, like, I, like, what are we going to do? I, I had a stretch uh, as the kind of the guitar player and singer in the band, like, vomiting before shows. And it felt great. I loved it. Sure. Just like <laughs> – you know, because it was we, – we I always, never puked, so I never got that feeling. Oh, no. Because like, we, we would always be so like – you know, you play certain clubs and some clubs have food and sometimes the food's really good. And, yep. like, and that's, we, we always had a joke, like, we haven't learned a thing. Like, you shouldn't be eating, a, <laughs> right. you know, fettuccine Alfredo before you play, yeah. but you do. Hey, guys, I got all this fettuccine <laughs> yeah. Alfredo.
1: It's great. Uh, but that's what, that's why also, like, for me, like, those stories are more interesting than hearing about. You know, like, you, you like hearing, like, these kind of, the, the big, like, Led Zeppelin stories. Like, if we're thinking about music. Like, you, lo- it's awesome to read fucking... Hammer of uh, the Gods. Yeah, Hammer of the Gods. But at the same time, yeah, cool. You're also doing those when, like, you're selling out huge shows. and You've got crews helping you. And, like, yeah. it's, it's a lot less interesting than the person who's, like... Yeah, I almost died in a car wreck, and then we puked all over ourselves, and then we played
0: to no one.
1: Where but is we the played humanity? harder yeah. than yes. any band that you've ever seen.
0: So, uh, but an- another question concerning youth, concerning—and I want to get into this, the sideshow stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you, So you're starting to wrestle at age 30. Has, has there been any other pro wrestler that you can name that started this late in the game that um, went on to—
2: uh, Great success. The, the ones that went on to great success, the two I can think of are DDP Star. Like, he was involved that's in right, wrestling, yeah, yeah. but he started wrestling at like 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. which is, so now that's why he's like an old yoga man now. Got it. Yes. And then the other is Batista started in his 30s. Oh, interesting. However, Batista looks like a, like a giant, roided up he's man. A, he's a physical <laughs> specimen. <laughs> yes. And I look like I have a job in front of a computer. <laughs> But is the
0: idea that now, you know, you're, it's almost like a bucket list type thing. Exactly, and you've Now, yeah. you've had this hardcore match. Um, is the plan to kind of keep, continue to be wrestling, to be in the ring or to be more of a managerial, creative, like, are you going to see how, or, more, how long you can do Or is it this? like
2: a leave it open, see what you can yeah. do? I think it's right now, it's leave it open, see what I can do. Yeah. In terms of like my physique, it's like... So, what I have available to me is to be uh, someone who cheats a manager or, like, a comedy wrestler. Right. Uh, And I'm kind of flirting with all of it right now. Sure. Uh, But I don't really know if I have the... The other thing about being older is, like, I don't know if I have the dedication to get my body to where it needs to be. Yeah. This is a, you know, it, yeah. That just, that comes with just,
1: we've talked in all facets. We've talked yeah. about it with stand up and all these, like in, in, co- like certain levels of comedy and music. Like it's, yeah, it's like, oh, right. I have to like devote I have to a practice. lot of time. Yeah. Uh, and give up a lot of this life stuff. I've kind of started to figure yeah. out. Uh, and especially, yeah, the physique that like, I mean, Godspeed, I just, my, you know, my doctor was like, you should probably lose 10 pounds. And even to that, I was like, boo. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I'm running a couple times a week. Talk
0: to us about comedy wrestling. Because I think it's something that might interest some of our listeners. Yeah, and sure. it seems like it's a type of thing that, hey, look, comedy serious business. Yeah. But it's the type of thing that <laughs> seems to be taken a little more seriously. You know, I guess comedy and wrestling has always had a relationship um, but I, for instance, I saw uh, Colt Cabana do a match in Queens. This is probably two or three months ago. I can't mm-hmm. remember what federation it was, but it was a good. It was a it was a fun night. And he and I can't remember the guy who was. was I guess
2: it was Eric Young, maybe. I think it was from T- so it So as uh FWE show. It was a, yep. yeah, It
0: was the FWE show, but it was the dark match before yes. the.
2: WWE pay per view because uh, Eric Young yeah, is under contract and contract. has no ability to be on pay per view anymore. Got yeah. yeah, but
0: the match itself was really it was almost more entertaining than a lot of the other matches that happened later on in the card um, because I mean, these guys are seasoned pros. They, yeah, they know. Um, but it sounds like comedy wrestling is the kind of thing that people are. It's become more of a thing.
2: Yeah. Well, it's it it's like the it's like a not everything needs to be. Like a like a jump off the top rope and land Mm -hmm. on like eight guys outside and do a corkscrew and two flips. It's like well, number one, I'm not. There's no way I'm going to do that, right? (laughs) Like I may I I may jump off the top rope, but it's most likely I'm landing on my feet, right? (laughs) Right in the ring and be like, I missed, right? Yeah. All right, now punch me. (laughs) Uh, But comedy wrestling to me is number one. It's not the main event, Mm -hmm. so I'm aware. There can be like some funny in a match, but it's right. not going to be the the big thing that you came for is not going to be like a a guy that starts starts off a match by like inflating himself with his thumb <laughs> and then posing for a minute. That's not going to happen. Uh but you to me it's like a it's harder mm-hmm. because you have to be aware of you're in the constraints of a normal wrestling match and that has to still happen, but at the same time you're free to like you do that inflating thing or right. to is to yell at someone, stop, and then they stop, <laughs> and then the ring, and then something happens. Yeah. Um, something like that, where it's there's a lot more to me, there's a lot more freedom with that to push what's what is a wrestling match. Mm-hmm. And it also for me, it's a I've I never claim to do comedy because I have like I, I do like a wrestling. I say it's a wrestling comedy show. Now I'm thinking about it, but um, (laughs) I normally have real comedians on. Uh, I'm always, I always like skew towards like I do things that are humorous and that are funny, but not like straight up comedy Mm -hmm, because I have a lot of respect for people who 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 do comedy and say they do comedy. Uh, So like a comedy wrestling thing is like, but I'm I'm serious on the wrestling side, Mm -hmm. and that part is sound. So let's have the fun with it. And it's also not as hard on me yeah. <laughs> physically. Sure. It's a, you know, all the time spent talking or yelling or like posing or whatever is like time that I'm not being thrown. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm not getting punched, that I'm not doing <laughs> <Right>. whatever. <laughs> any time that I spend not getting punched is great. Yeah. Right. But is it wrong
0: to think that like people are responding more to it? It's like you go to it, you see it, you know, it, it, on any given card there may be a comedy match there where there maybe was a uh, a female wrestling match or a right. little person match or something it's, like yeah,
2: that yeah it's different and the like the hardcoreization which is not a word but that's yeah. fine like the hardcoreization of wrestling that happens essentially as grunge happens sure yeah. um, when wrestling became like self-aware at the same time that that like everyone's like wow poison looks dumb yeah right Uh, came up with irony right yeah uh when wrestling became self-aware and when ufc became bigger well then things had to get crazier things had to get more hardcore Uh, i was
1: thinking about like in that was when i mean i also like i i I grew up watching wrestling and but and but and then definitely just kind of like kind of stopped watching for a while and that was definitely like a lot of my friends and like in college like on my floor I remember, like they were in like a wrestling club, and they like loved wrestling, and they would go to all the matches. And it started, it depressed me, like the just like I mean, it depressed me because it was at that time. I mean, it was it was the attitude you know, era, ninety six to two thousand. So it was like they they were starting to go to, like ECW matches, yes, but right before ECW became like you know a little bit more legit. Yeah, and they would come back, and I'd be like, that doesn't sound fun. Like it's not like. I remember, like, my one friend, like, went and he's just like, I've never been so frightened. Like,
2: (laughs) you could just bring
1: anything and throw it into the ring and they would use it. Yeah. And every five seconds, they were just yelling faggot in it. And I was like, that sounds terrible. But it, and it always felt, it felt depressing on my, to watch, like, you know, like Hulk Hogan, any of the older wrestlers basically just, like, kind of like, oh, I have to, like, do this now. Yeah. I've gotta fuck, I've gotta, like, you know, fuck myself up. Yeah, like in, in you could, cause you, I felt like at least for me, I'd be like, oh, you guys don't want to be doing that. No, it's like, like Warren put out like a, like a grunge album at some point. I believe right. that was yeah, Machine exactly. Gun yeah. was
0: the record actually. <laughs> <Right>.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is the same thing. It's, it just felt. I, I could see when I'd be like, oh no, it's fine to so in. Yeah, to me it would be like it's fine when the ECW guys who are ECW guys are doing the ECW thing, and then it did feel like kind of like disingenuous and sad. Yeah. When it was like the like the kind of like the the WWF wrestlers kind of
0: I think you're talking about like the NWO era Definitely. like they were defecting to WC and they were trying to be you know right. badass and cool and, and it was to again, always I looked ridiculous to compete
1: with you know the rise of UCW because yeah. like I remember UCW. I remember right. watching UCW, like even like competing UFC. with that UFC, UFC. yeah yeah cuz i remember watching the beginning of those like i remember the first pay-per-view of mm. the like the octa- the octagonal like yeah. which i was like oh awesome it's like blood sport yeah uh and i just was so excited i remember being so psyched and then being kind of bummed when i
0: cuz it's boring <laughs> well,
1: well, well that, that was the I, thing especially at the beginning cuz it's and i'm sure you were like oh, yeah. you no know, like it was just that uh is it jujitsu the grappling all yeah, the grapplers already, yeah. always
2: won yeah. the first couple years every match was just yeah get him to the ground no one no figured out. it out yet but yeah. like they had one i think one of the first ones it was like a guy who was known as just like the bear right mm-hmm. like just a mountain of a man right fought like a smaller dude and kicked the shit out of him right but they were like and he hurt himself so he's out of the tournament right. yeah <laughs> and it's just like oh it was, okay. it was it
0: was it was a thing I remember because I used to we would rent the first couple from Blockbuster because yep. they were banned in certain states. I, think I got, they got the first banned paper in New here. York. But they were, they would always be in like Oklahoma, yeah, or someplace. And then it was like it was someplace without an athletic commission, yes. essentially. Yeah. And I remember being very excited for it, but then like I was because I was like, it's Street Fighter, but it's Street Fighter too, and sport. But it also but it's missing the the theatrics yep. of pro wrestling, which was this, the the personalities, which is well, because again, I especially those first
1: with. couple of years, it was like, oh right, the mo- the smartest fighting is probably <laughs> grappling. Yeah. yeah, like the smartest fighting, in, like in real fighting, is not. like being some crazy big chick guy. (laughs) It's being this little guy from Brazil who's just going to be like, take you down by the leg,
0: get you by the
1: neck, and then you pass (laughs) out. Another match. Take you down by the leg, get you by the neck.
0: You know, what's interesting, though, is that if you look back on the way that uh, pro wrestling moves have changed, and you look back at matches from the 70s and early 80s, it's way more, you know, it's arm bars, it's neck, it's you know, Mm -hmm. it's stuff, it's on the mat, you know, and then with the again, like focusing on the kids and yeah. more of an attention deficit disorder, we have to make this. It's kids now don't care about right. Dick no. the Bruiser, you know, like holding someone yeah. in a. You <laughs> know, My an favorite arm stuff bar. is
2: watching those old old tapes or old uh, old YouTube clips at this point, but watching those old matches and seeing like. Guys in suits with hats in the crowd, <laughs> right. or yeah. grandmothers in the fr- in the yeah. front row at NWA shows. They're wearing dresses. Yeah. They, they've they've gone out for the night yeah. into yeah. this dirty, dirty yeah. like farmhouse. Essentially, I, 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 that's that's my favorite era. Yeah. I
0: love watching that because it wasn't directed towards kids. Mm-hmm. It was. It was considered a sport by everyone who was watching it. Yeah. You know, kayfabe was, you know, nobody was giving up anything. Um, and it was like adult entertainment in this weird way. Yeah. Yeah. And- oh,
1: it's, um, yeah. In the same way, it's, I mean, it's like seventies horror for me, too, where yeah. it's just like, it was a different crap. Like it wasn't a trying to get a PG 13 rating and it was yeah. like the CD elements where there was also. Much like wrestling, like, there was this really interesting stuff going on. It's like this really interesting political, s- in, like, 70s horror, like, in shots and beautiful directing, mm-hmm. hidden amongst this, yeah. like, this thing that you're just like, ah, it's just wrestling. That's just horror
2: movies, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. it's just beauty. Yeah. Yeah. but it breathed. Yeah. Like, everything yeah. had, like, a. With, there were, like, beats in it, it was, like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. gonna... Acknowledge this thing just happens. Right. Well, that's, yeah, and that's why, and it. you know, okay. I,
0: when I did your Wrestling Mania show and I was talking about my love of like early 80s NWA stuff and the first Starcade, remember, I remember watching my grandfather had it like on tape or he was watching it live. I just, I have a vivid memory of my grandfather watching this and then, always feeling a kinship with these bigger guys the dusty roads the the dick the bruisers because they reminded me of my grandfather (laughs) you know and that just goes to that just speaks to like the demographic not only of the audience but the wrestlers it wasn't you know and then you'd have like your magnum ta or your you know and they were the pretty boys were the exception to the rule and whereas you know it's that has completely changed. Right.
2: Yeah. Um. So as wrestling yeah. got as wrestling through that era, and like when we got out of that era, and we're like, oh, like we can have good wrestling now because <laughs> we've experienced all of these other things, mm-hmm. and we can incorporate this old style back into wrestling. Like as it became more aware, it became easier for crowds to digest. Like, oh, so this is going to be funny. We're going to go back and forth between serious and funny, but like. The goal is they're trying to make us experience something. And that experience, in this case, is not like, who's going to win? Although that's there. It's more of like, this is entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it becomes entertainment. And to me, I'm like, that's where I can survive.
0: (laughs) How is this going to unfold? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Speaking of entertainment... Tell us tell us a little bit about the sideshow stuff
0: that you've done and when where where that fit into this whole between so, music and wrestling.
2: Yeah, so that was kind of all in the same not in the same time frame, but like the sideshow stuff happened maybe like a year before the wrestling stuff did. Mm-hmm. Where it was one of those things of like, you know what, there's a class I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. And there is a class down in Coney Island that you can take. It's like three or four days and then mm-hmm. like poof, go go do your weird little thing. <laughs> uh, and it's like multiple days of like Let's take this slow, and let's learn how to... The motions, let's learn the physics and the physiology of this. And you're going to be scared, so let's take it one step at a time. And presto chango, like, now you can do these things. Right. But it, uh, I got taught all of the, like, kind of easier stuff, all the working acts, because I'm not... I don't have some kind of deformity that mm-hmm. makes it easy to perform. And I'm not willing to... The guys that are willing to, like change their body for to become a performer have i have a lot of respect for them too the same as the the old wrestlers because mm-hmm. it's like hey eric, uh, eric sprague who uh Sprague sprague who uh, tattooed his whole body to look like a lizard split oh, right. it, split his yeah. tongue changed all these other stuff i'm like that is that's dedication that right. i do not have <laughs> that's <the> ppu yeah <laughs> all of that looks like it hurts to have like silicone like inside of your head. Sure, yeah. st- I'm like, oh, that seems like the worst. Mm-hmm. But to him, that's... That guy's my accountant, he- by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that's his day job. Yeah, that's how he makes Save his a living. buttload of money last <laughs> yeah. year. Uh, that That's like how a bunch of people make their living, are cha- like changing their their bodies yeah, or whatever. Right. But I'm not, I'm not really willing to do that. So... Like, uh, hammering a na- a nail into your nose and a bed of nails, a straight jacket escape, like walking on broken liquor bottles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where I'm like, okay, these are learned skills, where okay, anyone theoretically can do them, right? But I'm going to be the one that does them. Uh, kind of, it started on like some sideshow stuff and hosting burlesque shows. And uh, I had this past summer, I had my own show on a. a Bar on the beach in Coney Island every week, uh, and I've I had a sh- part of a show at Union Hall on a monthly basis last year, and there's all it's all just like oh, this is a lot of fun, <laughs> uh, but at the same time it's I felt that band thing kicking in where I was like all right, I have this three foot or two foot by four foot bed of nails. That has to get between shows. Right. And I didn't build, and that you have to build one yourself. No one sells them. Right. Yeah. So I built one myself, and it's like 45 pounds. Because <laughs> who, like, why wouldn't I use, like, a four-inch nail? Sure. And, like, there's 600 of them. Yeah. And so I didn't think about it when I was going to the store. It's Like, when I had to make, like, four trips to Home Depot to buy <laughs> five-pound boxes of nails. Right. I was like, oh, I didn't really think about... <laughs> how many of these boxes I was using was six? I think it was like six hundred seventy some odd nails on that bed. I'm like, do you s-
0: physically sit there and hammer them, or do you use a nail gun for that? Uh,
2: drilled each hole okay. and then hammered each one in. It was a it was like a day and a half process yeah. to build that bed of nails. And I'm already like, how can I make this lighter? Right and. Portable, sure. It's the other thing. Did you
0: look on Craigslist beforehand? Maybe someone was
2: selling. No, one. I mean the only way is like if you know another performer or whatever. Oh, yeah. But there, there is on the show, oddities. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your old favorite. show. That's right. Like. The, guy, the guy, who trained me was on Oddities at one point. Well, we've
0: was, had, uh, the lady I has been a uh, oh, okay. guest on the yeah. show before. Uh, friend of the
2: show. Uh, Adam Real Man is the Adam or the Adam the first Real Man. He goes by both. Was the guy who trained me, and he okay. was the one on that show who bought a bed of nails. Got it. Okay. Uh, spoilers: They were his bed of nails before he what? What?
1: what? <laughs> reality shows all falling apart in front of my eyes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It like throws off. I think those reality shows are there to like throw off the market. Yeah. Because now if you don't know, you think that a bed of nails should cost nine hundred dollars. <laughs> or if you're like watching like comic book man, it's like, oh, that comic should be like clearly, I should be paying three hundred for that. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. the. That's but the so price. it sounds like you can make your own bed of nails for forty dollars it was like it was like 60 but two pieces of two pieces of wood Mm -hmm. i already own the drill a lot of nails and some paint that's it
0: and have you used
2: it enough to feel like this was i've made like the money back i've made i've i've gotten the money back it's a it's a huge pain uh it's a huge pain to get that on like a it's not quite a granny cart but like, a, just a rolling cart. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have a car and you're a performer in the city, then you take those things on subways, oh, oh. and the looks that you can get rolling a cart with a bed of nails on it sure. onto a subway car, phenomenal. Asking the subway guy I, to
1: buzz you in so you don't have to go through the turnstile. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. I think a bed of nails would be the one uh, uh, thing that I would do that. Yeah. For some, I mean, what you don't have to give away the the, the secrets,
2: the it's, trade secrets, it's, it's but it's, science.
0: It sounds like something. I mean, relax. <laughs> I mean, do you, how much? How long does that take to learn how to do? Uh,
2: well, all you need to do is lay down on it. Um, but uh, it does. I'll say it does hurt. Yeah, like there is. There's no. There's very few acts that I do that don't involve like some variety of pain management. Right. I don't do like a, like even light or deep tissue like puncturing right. there are, i know guys that like they're like i put it between the two bones of my forearm Ugh. or like i finally got like the lung puncture down and i was like i am very comfortable <laughs> spending 10 minutes hammering a nail into my nose right and getting an applause from that but those guys are those guys are powerful a- any uh any worse gigs from the uh the sideshow days um not really i they were all kind of pleasant because i only with i only dealt with people that uh that I was like friendly with or I I was on like some variety shows Mm -hmm. in the city and they're all the variety shows in the city that do sideshow are generally pretty well regarded only because if you're gonna do it like most of the time like all right there's at least one established person and sideshow performers aren't really known to do like there was no one there. Kind of shows, right? Yeah, right. If there's no one there, it's like, well, I'm not going to stick this hot needle through my <laughs> arm.
1: So it is just a matter of pain management. Did you have problems with pain going into this? Um, I mean, most I ask because, like, I think there was something like recent, like, fairly recently, my wife like had the realization of just like, oh, they just like hurt, like you know, pretty <laughs> much all the time. Yeah. like you know, like someone doing like the like any sort of sideshow thing. It's yeah. Like, it's not that it's not that you get to some point where you just you're not dark man, like you haven't <laughs> had your pain receptors yeah. cut where you're just not
2: feeling anything. Yeah, I've had I'm trying to think. I did. Uh, I went to South by Southwest with mm-hmm. my all with not all but a lot of my sideshow stuff, and that was a mistake uh-huh. because I became like I became like a roving show right where I just kind of wanted to. It was for interactive, and I just kind of wanted to hang out. Right, And I was, I was, there was like a few folks where I was like, oh, I'll show them the shit that I learned and that's fine. But it became a like, I'd show up to a party and people like, oh man, here's that guy, do that thing. And I was like, all right, that's fine. Uh, So I always had like the, I just kept the nails with me because they're easy to hammer in. Sure. And so I I did this at a party and I normally just have someone extract it. No problem. I make the jokes, you push in, aneurysm, you pull out applause. Uh So don't push in. That's the, the same thing with like a, with a sword swallowing, which is something I don't do, which right. is you pull out, applause, you push in like a second asshole. Um, right. <laughs> so this drunk guy goes and like, I guess he was trying to be funny and like kind of like jiggles oh. and it just went in and then he pulled out and I was like. Ta-da! I need to use the restroom. Oh, and God. I was just kind of like, alright, and I was just like spitting blood for like a little while while it just kind of <sighs> Yeah, it was it was not a good time. Well, I learned after that to be like, who's the least drunk? Right. You get to go. <laughs> Let's not bring the You get to pull up. the nail out of Yeah, practice. or I went to like a thing, I would tie a tie a string to it and then give someone the string four feet away. So uh, i would be like, yeah. they can't, and I was like, all you have to do is not yank. Right. Yeah, just gingerly pull. Right. So, it, that was probably the worst thing that's happened to me. Um, like, uh, any of the fire breathing or swallowing stuff, nothing bad ever happened. Um, although, I don't do that. It's like, I, it's like I do, like, the easiest stuff. So, right. I'm like, uh, I haven't really done the fire too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, that. Yeah, the bed of nails is easy. I had, like a, like, a, like, a tiny piece of glass wedged into my foot once doing the, the glass walking stuff. And that was like bad for 10 minutes, but ultimately fine. So it's like, if I can get away with entertaining, it's like the same, you'll find the same thing with like, with me with music, me with, it's like, I'll just, it's not like I get by, but it's like, I'm going to find that spot where I can charm the crowd into liking me or in wrestling, hating me and just kind of live there without going crazy. But do you I it, get a light <laughs> head with giving blood. Like I do. Like and like getting
1: shots, I like I you know, like I fainted when I cut like a little cut in my hand. Ooh. Like on like from cleaning a glass. I yeah. can get a tattoo. I can get a humongous tattoo <laughs> uh and be sit there for hours. But for something like that, if I had yeah. Any but, inkling of any, that little blood coming out of your nose? No. I feel like, nope. I'd Between
0: be the wrestling and the sideshow stuff, like, do you, uh, do you have a tolerance for pain? Is this something that you've always like?
2: <laughs> Cause clear, I mean, you're going into both yeah. of these things, knowing that that's a factor. I, the wrestling, I had always, I would always assumed that I had a very low tolerance for pain. Mm-hmm. And ultimately I do. But it, what you learn is like, I've never, like, I've never been in a fight before. Right. Yeah. In my life. In, in the suburbs of Long Island or, or in school, or the when I lived Same in here brother. suburbs yep. of Connecticut, It was like I'd never been in a fight, and I've never been punched in the face. Right, so I've been I've broken my nose a few times, but that was so dog collar match is a yeah. good place to start. Uh, if you are gonna was, start yeah. anywhere with jump right yeah. in, so I'd never been I'd never been like punched in the face, so I had assumed like that must hurt a lot, and like it turns out, like yeah, it hurts to a degree, but like. It didn't it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, maybe I was just kind of a maybe I was just really scared. Yeah. And when you're in when you're doing one of these things you have no opportunity to be scared. Yeah. So it's just like all right, or if you are scared, it looks like shit. I guess there's the power of adrenaline, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's also just a weird question, just because I'm thinking about it. Yep. One of the reasons I never got into fights is because I wear glasses. <laughs> you wear glasses. Yes. When you wrestle, do you wear anything?
2: And no glasses when I and wrestle. And no contacts. No contacts, Okay. Right.
1: That was, I just was like... No, that's oh, a valid question. There are many people who have eye problems. Yeah. <laughs> like, And I was just like, I assume contacts wouldn't be good either. I just remember my when my wife wore contacts, they would constantly get like... Slide up into the back of her eyeball. Uh, if that's happening while you're fighting yeah, homicide, to distract. Yeah. Uh, dog call dog collar. Stan
0: Hansen, one of the greatest uh, wrestlers of all time, had like horrible vision. Yeah, and I believe I don't think
2: he had con- like you know, but it, yeah, it, yeah. I guess adrenaline.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could see shapes. Yeah, you could see homicide
2: coming. I could easily it. see. For me, I can easily see like anything that's in front of me. Yeah, and, anyth- and I can make out like. uh Pretty well. No, I can make out. Um, uh, I'm like just past where I'm not supposed to be able to drive without glasses. Right. So I can see everything, but maybe in the crowd I can't see faces. Right. Which works for me because I don't care to see sure. everyone's right. face like, in the crowd. Like, right,
1: because I, when I do play music, I take off my I don't like playing with my glasses on, right. and I'm yeah. happy not seeing anyone. Exactly. Uh, I also though I picked yeah I just picture me wrestling, <laughs> and with no glasses, but doing the like squint halfway through, and like oh wait my character just got ruined yeah because I'm trying <laughs> to squint see homicide coming at me
0: yeah. Uh, so Rob, a question that we've been asking our guests lately yeah, what's the worst thing about you that you'd like to change? Like a like a snap change could, or no? This, this could time. be anything. Something this could be professionally. Yeah. This could be something personally. That you,
1: this something that you're like, you know, this is a thing I want to work on yeah. like, to make me and my
2: life better. I hate promoting things. Oof. I just I that, that's, <laughs> welcome to our world. No, that's <laughs> yeah. that's just miserable. And I like I do a few show, like I host a few shows, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't want to. It gets to a point where I'm like I don't even want to do the show if I have to promote <laughs> it. Like yeah, even. It's just as easy as like you just have to hit the share button on Facebook yeah. to start and I'm just like
1: Ugh. It's a big thing. I, I feel it all the time. I de- like in yeah. music in comedy and like any sort of comedy show, like it's definitely like I'm like I don't have that gene. Yeah because right. there are friends of mine who are awesome at it. They love doing it. They seem to have no qualms about immediately. Like I'm just like I'm I'm both doing it wrong and annoying everyone. <laughs> Uh, is my feeling as soon as it starts, <laughs> which is always great. I, mean, I I'm weekly wasting thing to my friend's them. time with me doing this somehow the worst way possible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh But you also like have to do it, yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it I, I'm,
2: I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's like it's going a, the idea of going into like a store and asking if I could put the flyer in the uh, window, ugh. even though there's like a dozen flyers. I look at it, and I'm like. I could, I could, I could probably learn to be an accountant. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm thinking of trying
1: to write a new show for UCB, and honestly, that's one of my main thoughts. Like, yeah. I think about all the time where I'm just like, if I fucking get a run at some point, I haven't even written the, written the show yet. I'm like, I'm gonna have to fucking <laughs> hand out postcards. Go walk into, like, my friend's wine store and be like, can I put a poster here? Well, at like, least your know. priorities for this thing are in check. <laughs> I, because I know, I've already done, like, I'm just thinking in turn. I've done two shows, yeah. and that was the most miserable part. Like, when you get a run at fucking UCB or anywhere, it's just like, all right, now I got a fucking chill, Yeah.
2: Like, nonstop, and it's miserable. It yeah. just feels... Miserable. So you'd like to get better at that? I would. Or I would love,
0: tolerate it more.
2: I would love to find a way that that doesn't make me want to like die. Yeah. Just like oh, why? Why would I? Why am I in this world? <laughs> I don't like. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do this. It would be awesome if I just like stayed at home and like threw racial slurs out while playing Xbox. <laughs> and and it was like just being homophobic left and right. right. But instead, I choose to do this thing that I some. I think I enjoy, but at the same time, like, I hate nothing more than doing this right (laughs) now. Well, let's all work
0: on it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. I think that's a good place to kind of wrap this up. Yeah. Bring everything full circle. Mm -hmm. Rob, another question that we ask all of our guests. Yep. What do you think of the word
2: gig? I think it's fine. Although it changed with wrestling. That's right. Uh, Has it always been that term? Gig
0: blade.
1: When did it turn? Juice. I never thought. I never heard. Gig, I always thought it was honestly, an older. Up. I thought it was an yeah.
0: older term for for blading. Yeah, was
2: gig to gig. Like, blading color. I was saying it's. I don't know. Gig is fine. Um, although I use gig. I use gig interchangeably with job. Right. So, oh, I got a new gig at this place. Mm-hmm, right. But that's like, but that's the same word I would use to be like, if I was playing Otto's Shrunken Head. <laughs>
0: Well, look with all of the things that you're doing, we got the we got a music store, we got yeah. a wrestling store, we got a sideshow story. I mean, that's a triple threat,
2: yeah. right there.
0: <laughs> a, a, a lot of a lot of uh, great stuff happening. Wish you a lot of success on the the indie wrestling scene, where or the, or the over thirty wrestling scene, <laughs> which, wherever wherever it takes you. Uh, Jeff and I just want you to get home safe. Cool. <laughs> First gig ever. ever.